0: You're listening to a teaching series by Cross Culture Church of Christ. If you'd like any more information about our church, head to crossculture.net.au. Feel free to share this podcast with others, but please don't alter the content in any way. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, For those of you who missed last Sunday's service, uh, we have just begun a new teaching series on the book of 1 John, uh, looking at what it means to live in God's family. And today we look at 1 John 1, verse 5 to 10. Maria and I have been blessed with four children, uh, so our home can be quite noisy at times, Uh, especially now they are all doing their schooling from home. Uh, So you can imagine there are always conversations in the house. Sometimes we talk over one another and as parents, we always try to engage them at appropriate times, one way or another. And and sometimes they pay attention, but sometimes they don't. And sometimes they are too engrossed with their games, with their study or with other things that they are doing that they might miss what we parents are telling them. So, So I know that If I want to tell them something important, I cannot just simply say it. I have to gather the kids and I have to say, Kids, uh, Papa has something to say. Or I have an important news. Or simply, kids, Daddy has or Daddy wants to say something. Or Mommy has something to say. Because if we don't preamble it with that, chances are they don't pay attention. Chances are they don't give their full attention. And and I guess we do that all the time anyway when we speak to one another. Uh, We say, Let me tell you something. Or we say, You know what? Or listen to me. Uh, Even Jesus also used the phrase, Truly, truly, I say to you. uh, Because he wants us to give him the full attention. And similarly, when Apostle John starts our short section today, he began by saying in verse 5, This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you. This is the message. This is what we heard, and this is what I am telling you. John does not want us to miss what he wants to say, so we better pay attention. And there are three things John wants to tell us in this short section. Three things. One, God is light. Number two, we must not hide in the dark. And number three, come to the light and receive forgiveness. God is light. We must not hide in the dark and come to the light and receive forgiveness. So firstly, God is light. In verse 5, he says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Now, you would have remembered... Uh, In verses 1 to 4, John already said that the main point of his whole letter is to declare Jesus Christ to, to us, to you, to us, so that we can have fellowship with God and with one another. So that's the overall picture of the letter. And what follows in verse 5, Therefore, it's almost like his second most important point. It's almost like saying, I'm proclaiming Jesus to you so we can live in God's family. And the first thing that you need to know when it comes to living in God's family is this, that God is light. That God is light. Now, of course, the question now is, what does it mean by God is light? Well, the word light appears from the beginning of the bible in genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 says in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters and god said let there be light and there was light so the first thing that god created during the creation week was light uh, God knew that before He filled this world with plants, with animals, with fish, with birds, and with human beings, before all that, if the world is covered in darkness, then there's no point creating everything else. God created light to drive out darkness, to drive out chaos that was over all the earth. And light what was and light was what was needed to display the fullness of God's glory in His creations. And that's the beginning of the Bible. And at the end of the Bible, Revelation 22 verse 5 says this, And night will be no more. They will need no light or of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. In the Bible, light is always associated with the awesome glory of God. Throughout the Bible, light always represents the goodness, the glory, the holiness, and the righteousness of God. And also it symbolizes life in its fullness. Uh, in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So the light of life, it is the very opposite of darkness that represents wickedness, sin, death, and the judgment of God. The very opposite of the very essence of God. That's why those who believe in Jesus is said to have crossed over from darkness to light, from death to life. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5 says this, For you are all children of light, children of the day, We are not of the night or of the darkness. So the first thing that John is telling us in this section is that if you want to have fellowship with God, you must know that He is light. Therefore, you must approach God, you must relate to God knowing that He is glorious, He is holy, He is righteous. And because He is light, darkness has no place in Him. And because He is light, nothing is hidden from Him. So all those aspects of God being light might have come to the mind of the readers Uh, but if you read on uh, you can understand that john is trying to emphasize one specific implication of god being light what it means to the way we live right now and i guess it's worth pointing out as well that john uses the word light uh, six times in different sections in his letter and three of them in this section, and three of them in the middle of chapter 2, and they have slightly different implications, and we'll look at that when we arrive at John chapter 2. But in this section, John tells us that God is light to encourage us not to hide in the dark, uh, which leads us to our next point. God is light, therefore we must not hide in the dark verse 6 to 8 and verse 10 says, If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. I don't have to tell you that sin disrupts our relationships. We all know it. When I sin against someone, uh, let's say against my wife, or just imagine you sin against anyone of your friends perhaps, then if I'm trying to hide my sin all day, it will affect my relationship with, with my wife the whole day. I would behave rather hesitantly. I will act awkwardly around her. And sometimes I overcompensate things because I'm trying to cover my sin. So I cannot behave normally as I am when I am around her, when I know that I've done something wrong against her behind her back. And of course, you don't have to tell me what I should do to restore the relationship. You and I know exactly what I should do in that situation. I should come clean. I should stop pretending that everything is okay. The best thing I should do is to go to her and be honest about what I've done and hoping that she will forgive me. And that's what John is saying here. When when you want to live in God's family, you need to know that God is light. And therefore, when you sin, not if you sin, but when you sin, there's no point hiding it from God and there's no point pretending that everything is okay. You know, if if you are familiar with the Bible, you know what happened when Adam and Eve, the first human beings, when they committed the first sin. After they realized that they had disobeyed God, they tried to hide from God. And God simply called to them, Adam, where art thou? You know, you know because it was old English back then. <laughs> anyway, joking. God asked the men, where are you? Where are you? Not because God did not know where they were. Nothing is hidden from God. God simply wanted them to come clean before God. So when John encourages us to walk in the light, he's not saying that if we have fellowship with God, we will not sin at all. That's not what he's saying, because in, verse, in verses 8 and 10, John clearly says that we are not without sin. Instead, when John, when John says walking in darkness, what he means is that when we pretend that we do not have sin. Warren Wearsby puts it rightly in this way, It is possible for a believer to live in sin, yet convince himself that everything is fine in his relationship to the Lord. So in this context, walking in the light means being honest about our sins. If we claim to be without sins, we are actually lying. We are lying to God, we are lying to others, and we are lying to to ourselves as well. Now, of course, with the help of the Holy Spirit, uh, we must put sins to death. Our life as a Christian must be marked with victories over sins. However, until Jesus returns, we we will never be perfectly sinless so until then we must be honest about our sins that whenever we sin instead of hiding it in the darkness we must bring it to the light we must confess our sins confess it to god and confess it to others as well we must not hide or even worse nurture our sins in secret while appearing very spiritual to everyone else now of course, does it mean that every time we sin, we must tell everybody our sins? Of course not. You don't go around and tell, Hi, hi John, good morning, I killed someone last night, how's the family? No, you don't do that, right? They will, make, or they will only make you sound like a cold-blooded serial murderer. And this kind of thoughtlessness, this kind of thoughtless confession might end up stumbling others or scaring other people. So, no, it doesn't mean that we must confess our sins to everyone without exercising care or wisdom. But it means that each of us, each of us must have a group of people with whom we can be open about our sins and about our temptations. Or at least at least we have someone in our life whom we give permission to keep us accountable. So my question to you is, do you have that person in your life? Do you have that group of people in your life? If you don't, find one. Make it a priority to have one. We desperately need this kind of person, this kind of group in our life so we can continue living in the light. James chapter 5, verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And it also means that you should confess regularly to God. Now, in our family, uh, when we do our family devotion, uh, we end it with family prayer. Uh, we start with the youngest one to the oldest one, and each of us must confess our sins to God in front of each other, before each other, before we ask God for things. That includes me. God, I'm sorry I was harsh towards mommy this morning. I was, maybe I was cruel, I was not patient this morning help me to be more patient, to be more sacrificial, and to be more gentle with my words. So I have to openly confess my sins to God because I want my kids to know that I am also accountable to God and and I am also accountable to them. So living in God's family means we we are living as an honest family. God is light, therefore we must not hide in the dark. Instead, my third point, instead, we must come to the light and receive forgiveness. Verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, a bit silly confession here. Uh, I actually enjoy going to display homes. Uh, I'm not necessarily planning to build a house. but I enjoy going to display homes. Uh, it always inspires me to declutter. Uh, to tidy up my own home. You know, if it doesn't bring you joy, just throw them away. That's what Mary Kondo says. Uh, not necessarily what I say. But anyway, it gives me some inspirations to declutter. And it gives me some inspirations on some home improvement projects. But one thing that I love about display homes is this. They always put all the lighting on. It's very bright but not blindingly bright. It's bright, but yet warm, inviting, very welcoming. With the right kinds of lighting, your house can actually feel very cozy, very warm, and very homey. I guess when we think of God as light, He's not always a thunderous lightning. Well, sometimes God can be because the Bible says that He is consuming fire, especially if you are rebellious and if you are unrepentant. But to those who are honest, To those who come to God with broken and contrite hearts, God's light is bright, but yet sweet, warm, and homey. When you come to God in confession and repentance, you really feel that you're back home. You can almost imagine God is sitting there on the dining table, in the dining room, inviting you to dine with Him again. That's how God is light. God as light can be. And, and in my experience, there are two reasons when I find it difficult to confess my sins. Uh, firstly, when I feel that I have not sinned, I justify my sins. I get quite defensive. And John has tackled this on our previous point, uh, not hiding your sins, because we are lying to ourselves. We are lying to God. Uh, so be humble and confess our sins. But another reason I find it difficult to confess my sin is when I feel like God will not forgive me this particular sin. But in verse 9, John is telling us explicitly that the reason we can openly confess to God is because He stands ready to forgive. When we sin, it is easy for us to think that we don't deserve God's grace anymore. We don't deserve God's love anymore. And Satan is having fun. Satan is going to use our guilt and shame to drive us away from God. But that's a lie from Satan. Satan is trying to deceive you into thinking that God, God's forgiveness is, it depends on your good works, that God's forgiveness depends on your good works. But that cannot be further from the truth. God is light, and that light will overcome even the darkest of darks because God's forgiveness is not based on your good works. God's forgiveness is based on Jesus' death and resurrection. Verse 9 says that he is faithful and just. Faithful and just. A number of years ago when I spoke uh, with a Muslim neighbor, uh, he brought up the point that it doesn't make sense for, for, for God to forgive us without doing anything, without us doing anything. That would make him not a God of justice. And I think almost every Muslim believes this. However, we know that our God is a just God and He does not leave our sins unpunished. That's exactly what Jesus did on the cross. On that cross, the faithfulness of God, the mercy and love of God, and the justice of God meet. Jesus has died to pay for our sins. He nailed our sins to that cross and on that cross, He cried out, It is finished! He has paid for our sins in full. So friends, whenever you sin, Satan will tell you, you're not worth it. God is sick of you. You are beyond forgiveness. But friends, whenever you sin, Jesus is telling you, it is finished. So come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's His promise. So, three things we talk about today. God is light, therefore we must not hide in the dark. Instead, come to the light and receive His forgiveness. So let me ask you a few questions and then I'll close. What sins are you currently battling with? What sins are you currently battling with? Anger? Lust? Envy? Pride? Self-pity? What specific sins are you currently struggling with? And secondly, are you bringing those sins to God? Are you being honest with God about those things? About those sins? Maybe you want to do that today after the service. And do you have anyone that you can speak openly about the sins that you're struggling with? Do you confess it to God and you confess it to others as well and I should ask as well for us as a church what sins are we struggling with as a church as a community are we lacking compassion for the poor are we lacking passion for the lost are we too inward looking you can talk about this in your life group as well so think about those questions and and if you are not a Christian friends His invitation is open to you as well. Come to Him, be honest, be humble, confess your sins to Him, ask Him for His forgiveness and He will forgive you and He will give you rest. Let us take some time to reflect and I will close in prayer. Let's take us some time to reflect. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have promised us forgiveness, that you are light, nothing is hidden from you. And you promise us forgiveness that we can always come to you in confession and repentance. Thank you, Father, that you you are not a God who is moody, who whom we are never we are never sure how you, you would react. But we know that you are a God who always stands ready to forgive because of your Son Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to trust in Him. Help us, Lord, not to hide our sins. Help us, Lord, to be honest. Help us to cling to Jesus Christ all the days of our lives. Because in Him and in Him alone, we find forgiveness for our sins. And we find healing, Lord, for our guilt and shame. We thank you, Father. And we pray, Lord, that we will take, we will live a life of repentance. We will live a life of repent, repentance, Father. We know that we will not be perfectly sinless until Jesus returns. Now, what we can do is to always come to you every day in confession, repentance, because we know that you are a really good God, you are a merciful God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.